0: ladies and gentlemen well, welcome to we're in dutch <laughs> that's right what's up everybody yeah my name is michael etchard your host this is my uh, co-host joe che. Che. how's it going Boom. how you doing pretty good pretty good man yeah you know everybody's back in school
1: and stuff and yeah yeah all that stuff starting
0: again it's weird bittersweet yeah. They're sweet. It's like, <laughs> it's like the excitement's great, but then it's like, oh, we're doing this all over again. It's I know. Tough, I'm, I'm know. already tired. <laughs> I know. Really? It's, it's, you know, I've been at that place for 22. This is my 22nd year there. So thank you very much. Oh, 22? I didn't know that. Um, this is the 22nd year. So we're going into the 22nd year. And that's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, there's, when you work somewhere that long, you know, there's peaks and valleys. Yeah. But one of the things I've kind of been like struggling with is like, I'm like totally in a rut. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just feel like I just do the same thing all the time. I've been doing the same thing all the time. It's just like, you know, you know, this year I had you know, a couple of like hiccups with the broken leg and then the thumb and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. then this this, uh, this girl that broke up with me that I'm still kind of like surprised that it, how much is like still, you know, cream in my heart, you know? Yeah. And so what I would do in these situations, what I've always done in this this situation in that rut is, you know, call up the same women that I used to, you know, fool around mm-hmm. with. And I'm just like Your Thursdays and Fridays yeah, my Thursdays and-, <laughs> and Fridays. And I'm just like, I'm back in that rut. And I'm just, I, you know, and I can't seem to just make that one adjustment that gets me out of that rut. You know, and on to like a new road or at least along the rut or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I want to talk to, you know, this friend of mine that I've known for a long time, Scott Walter. Yeah. Who was a guy who, to me, seemed like he had his path, you know, planned out for him. Yeah. And he didn't like it, so he changed it. And it's one of the things that I've always respected him about, how he was kind of like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to make these steps and you know, kinda like pull his head out kind of and get shit done. And now he's got this great life, you know, wonderful wife who loves him, two kids who probably, you know, embarrass him and make him proud at the same time like every <laughs> other kid. Yep. Yeah. So if we could do it right now, yeah. I would love to like let's call this guy right now. Let's call him up. Let's see what's going on with old Scott Walter. Hello. Hello, can I speak to Scott Walter, please? <coughs>
2: Yeah, Mike, I'm here. He's
1: got this. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Mike's dying, Mike's dying. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> I just swallowed my own saliva.
2: Oh, my gosh. Scott
0: Walter, how are you, my friend?
2: I am fine, my friend.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, how? first of all, Scott Walter is a guy I know He I met in uh, Papillion, Nebraska. Yeah. I think your father still lives there?
2: Uh, actually, yeah, he's still, he's kind of in a home now in oh. Delview, Nebraska.
0: Okay, he's in yeah. Bellevue So he went down a notch But <laughs> yeah, that's okay yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, Papillion, we're proud Papillioners Yeah. Um, so he's somebody I met in, I think, going into 7th grade?
2: Uh, I think
0: it was 8th Going into 8th grade, grade Going into 8th grade, yeah Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and so um, I met Scott through a friend of mine I met this guy who was big hulking of a, you know, massive guy Alan Payne And, uh, you know, we kind of talked or whatever in class, and he was kind of like, hey, I want you to meet my friend. And it was, you know, January in Nebraska. and Cold as hell. Cold as hell. I'm in this, you know, olive green parka. Yep. And um, he takes me around to the side of the school, and there is the legendary Scott Walter. (laughs) And he's like, you know, handshake, hey, how you doing? Good to meet you. Scott's always been just the most amiable. When you meet him, he's just like, hey, nice to meet you. Always, always, you know, to everybody, and then you know, this is my, you know, I like that. Alan's like, hey, this is th- this guy I've met. I, th- you know, blah blah blah. We're mm-hmm. like, okay, shaking head, like, okay, this is cool. And then these guys pull out. What was that? Big Red. What was the ch- the chewing tobacco, Scott?
2: That oh, was Big Red. Big
0: Red, which <laughs> is the, the like the hardcore like leafy chewing yep. tobacco, and those guys both oh, yeah. like. Pop in a wad, you know, and then like, hey, do you want some? But of course, I'm meeting these two new guys, right? You know, I don't have any friends. I'm a California guy. So I pop a chow of that in my mouth. Oh, God, puke. Oh, God. Scott Walter and Alan Payne. I was miserable because I, I didn't understand what it was how to do it and literally I'm trying to spit and I'm spitting on myself but it's January so I'm knocking the, the icy spit now. Yeah. <laughs> it just turned to spit and just with a bellyache you know I went home and like crawled right into bed and slept the whole night I think I skipped dinner and everything they made me so sick yeah that's- was the most <laughs> so I'll never forget the time I met Scott Walter <laughs> that exact same thing
1: happened to me with chewing tobacco tried it once it was like on the floor I felt so sick
0: And, and Scott with the history With uh, Joe Shea Joe Shea is also An Omaha boy
1: Nebraska oh,
3: yeah. He,
0: he's an Omaha guy too He works with me And uh, you know He kind of convinced me To start doing this podcast Which has been Really a lot of fun I've been able to reconnect With a lot of people And stuff like that And um, But one of the things I wanted to talk to you about in particular is because you've always been a great guy and a nice guy and a hardworking guy. You know, I had Jeff Pickering on a few uh, weeks ago. He talked about how, you know, we weren't athletes. We were, you know, A students, but we worked. We all worked. Yeah. Like one of your first jobs, you know, that time we were, you know, in the, in the middle of the night at, at uh, Village Inn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you went and applied. We were sitting there with a buzz on and he's like, I think I'm going to work here. And he literally got up, went to the Hostess stand, got an application And applied, you know, and that was Scott Walter He was fearless in that sense You know what I mean, where he just like, boom, got a job Boom, 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 but one of the things is like in my life right now, Scott, I feel like I'm really in this rut where I keep going, doing the same thing over again, you know, um, with the same result, you know, and I just can't, what's, what's that term about badness? It's like expecting a new, you know, yeah, doing the same it's thing. insanity, yeah.
1: expecting a new result every time. And,
0: and so I'm kind of at that point in my life right now. And I remember what I'm trying to say is that you got to a point in your life where you were like, Hey, I need to change and I want to change. And you did it. So I really want to discuss that with you. Alrighty. Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Do you remember the, kind of like those moments and those feelings? Oh yeah, from back there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So um, one of the things I remember about you is that you you know like like all of us we weren't particularly. Popular, and we weren't particularly picked on, but I think of, of all of our kind of crew, you kind of got a little bit more picked on. Where And it was basically maybe a head slap, you know, while you were standing in line at lunch kind of thing. Not crazy, but a little bit of like people intimidating you. It, would that be a... a a correct remembrance Oh
2: possibly Maybe it's my first year My first year in eighth grade, great there For a little bit
0: Yeah So but uh, It wasn't massive It wasn't massive <laughs> no, It wasn't massive Yeah really But mass. it was it, they were, uh, There
2: were There were
0: people Kind of putting you In your place Like you're there We're here Kind of a feeling
2: Yeah I guess a little bit you Yeah like It you know, wasn't really a big deal Or anything mm-hmm. like that Yeah
0: Because cause the point I'm trying to make Is that you You know It's just like You went into the National Guard After high school, right?
2: Yeah, I joined the National Guard After high school Because during the high school Senior year My dad just came up to me And said, hey Uh yeah, you know, I wanted to go to college, but my dad says, Well, I don't yeah, you know, I don't have, I don't have any money to send me to college. And I'm going, Okay, great. So I said, Well, I just said I'll figure it out and now this guy I was working with actually at Village Inn, we were chit chatting he was in a national guard and he talked me into he talked he told me more about it and it sounded interesting and I said, What the heck? Why not? you know, I get and get my get seventy five percent of my college fee first, so what a deal. So that's <laughs> that was the biggest reason why I joined the paper school.
0: Yeah, and so, but you, once you, you you did basic, and then you got out of basic, and then you went to work at Baker's, the grocery store, right? Yeah, I did not my basic training,
2: baker's. I was working part-time at a Baker's grocery store, and then I was, and uh, I was going to school, That was basically what I was doing, I so, did well, that for about two and a half years.
0: Yeah, so, so tell me about that experience at, at Baker's, because that was kind of the, was that not the place where you're kind of like, okay, I'm on this job, I know this is not my future.
2: Oh was that was one of the worst it was one of the worst jobs I've ever had in my life. <laughs> was, yeah. Uh,
0: so so tell us about that. Tell us some of that ridiculousness oh, of where you, you were know, just like, I, what the hell know. am I doing?
2: Well, that was about it, just what I was doing there. And stocking shelves. I was like, there's, there's no future in this. And I kind of just, I kind of, kind of a thing there. I saw a lot of some people, you know, they've been working there for a while. I said, you've been working here since high school. And now you're an adult. Now you're married, you got kids, and you're still working at a grocery store. So I said, I definitely knew that was going to be for me. And then uh, and I guess flipping the forklift. You know, flipping the forklift, you know, when we trying to unload a truck, that didn't help my situation and my employment there either very much longer. So was that
1: kind of the last straw?
2: <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the last straw for me and yeah, you know, my and it was a kind of get, you know my work schedule was I didn't even bother to you know it was kinda of crazy, you know. My work schedule was like, Oh, well, two days a week. Well that that after I did that thing, uh they, they added two extra days and I didn't even bother to check my schedule because that always means what days I worked, but they added two extra work shifts on my schedule, but they never bothered to call me, so I kind of saw the writing on the wall, and never get was my check, and, well, you didn't come into work, and I said, well, you never called me either, so, but they just fired me there, so it didn't really, uh, it didn't really uh, lose any sleep over it, because I hate the job anyway, so, but, uh, so, so
0: what was that, was that was. moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to go and get, you know, go through that, that process of, like, that, that, that time of, like, okay, I need to do
2: this. I think after after that I remember was with my friend, you know, we went out to lunch, we chit chatted about it and um it was like, you know, no big deal. I mean, I didn't really lose too much sleep over and I thought I'd find another job. I was, you know, shoot. Yeah. We're gonna store, yeah, you know, she knew I can do that. So and then uh so I just uh you know, college at the time I wasn't really doing that well in college, you know. I think not studying had a lot to do with it. So <laughs>
4: Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so that wasn't that wasn't helping me trying to be, you know, getting an engineering degree, that and not studying. So it wasn't working out for me. And then uh so I just kinda of told myself, you know, I need to, I need to make change, I need to do something. I because at one time, you know, when I moved to Papillion, and uh, i you know, i Frank and like you know, Alan Payne's dad was in the military. You you know, and a lot of you know, people I knew their guys were in the Air Force, they said often, I said, you know, i just join the Air Force, and uh, it was kind of a killer thing during that summer, and we had our summer camp at the National Guard, there was a guy who was the guy about like doing the Air Force, and, you know, and I said, really? I said, well, I've always thought about joining the Air Force, and I was kind of looking at my, you know, looking at my situation at the time, and I said, well, what the heck, you know. <laughs> I'm always kinda of going from you know, you know, I'm getting suspended from college because my grades were stinking at some hard classes one especially easy classes, once the next semester, so just like they call type for school and then uh, I decided I was just gonna i was gonna join the Air Force and I didn't do that, I didn't tell my parents or anything and I just remember just stuck putting listening to the listening on top of the T V and my I didn't my dad saw them at like school, so, so I told him to join the air force. <laughs> so I was a little bit of a shock there, and then he said, "Well, what are you going to do?" And I said, "What about college?" I said, "I'll get my college degree when I'm active in the Air Force." And so, lo and behold, I thought I'd be leaving Nebraska. Well, I did my basic, tra- you know, did my training, did did my school, and then I ended up back at a Offutt Air Force Base,
0: mm-hmm. which is big. Then I think it's kind of closed now, or, or at least it's nothing of a base now. I think, right? What's that? Uh, Offutt? I don't think Offutt is much of an Air Force base anymore. I think they Oh it's still It's still
2: Parts of it I know it's, it's not yeah, I know it's still active Yeah, yeah? There's hmm. still a lot of stuff there There's a lot of stuff <laughs> there still so, so but Yeah
0: Okay so you join the Air Force You're active duty So you decide Okay I'm going to start ta- You know taking some classes Or whatever And yeah. when in the hell Scott did math Come into this
2: I don't know man It just clicked all of a sudden For me It just seemed, it just started clicking You know
0: Right There's that There's that, that moment Where something just All of a sudden You know Something that was so alien For so long in our youth And then all of a sudden There's that one thing That Wait a second I understand this I get this Was that kind of yeah, like, like, like what? what the hell is this Did, did you kind of go kind of like oh, well, Wait a minute I like this
2: man, I, I don't know What was what, that I just I think it's uh, I think the job that I had You know I had to start Using math so much And all of a sudden It was just it was clicking was clicking 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 And then it just came It just all of a sudden Just came real simple to me Yeah And I think that's Just kind of how it went It's just kind of like You know I had to use it all the time Things just started clicking And then uh, And then I said Well you know I'm I am definitely You know I said I told myself I was You know I had, I had set myself Some goals So what What you were know, the goals? Get a college degree thinking a, you know, was was a college degree And then I'll make Some decisions there I mean Because mm-hmm. I kind of said I don't think I could do this For 20 years So, uh, so you know And that was
0: a Get out of the, the military Get your college degree Get out of the military yeah, that was kind you, of the thing. you good weren't going to be a lifer.
2: No, I wasn't going to be a lifer. I mean, I just I was, I said, you know, I'm going to join the Air Force. I'm going to get a good job in the military. I'm going to get my degree. And then after I'm done with all that, I'm going to get out and I'm going to, you know, work in the real world. And so, but, you know, part of that's basically what happened. I mean, I, I was in the Air Force for eight years and I got my got my bachelor's degree, you know, and I was finishing up in uh, about my last year when I finally finished up my schooling. Uh, the military says, well, you know, we want to give you orders to go to two Green. I said well I would have to extend my orders to go but I mean that was a real simple thing for me I just turned them down
0: was there a chance for you to go to like OTS or whatever officer training school well I thought
2: about doing that I really gave that some thought and I said you know I just don't know if that's something I really 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 want to do I said you know I was going to get out and so I just, uh, you know, the day I turned those orders down, it might have just been a god thing, I guess, because the phone rings and I pick it up was one of my old supervisors. And he was he was down here in Huntsville, Alabama, and he was asking a certain question about something we used to do. And, and I told I told him, I said, hey, you know, I'm about ready to turn down the orders to go to Tuga Greenland. And I want to probably be needing a job here. And I, said, and I knew I wanted to leave Nebraska. And so he goes, well, you know, give me your resume in August. And I said, fine. So I gave him my This was this was probably like six months ago. I gave my resume to him so I gave my resume to him in August and I got a phone call you know for an interview down here in Huntsville and I had interviewed some other jobs in Maryland at Goddard Space Flight Center and, uh, and then he says well and then I came down here for an interview and actually just actually just fell in love with the area and kind of reminds me kind of reminds me of Nebraska but a lot more hillier and a lot greener so <laughs> and uh, <laughs> greener than
0: Nebraska Hell
2: yeah yeah well we, <laughs> yeah, we live yeah.
0: we live in la where it's a little yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. We have more
2: trees. We have <laughs> a ton of trees down here. So yeah. And uh, and I liked it. I mean, I liked the area, and it was just, it wasn't super dizzy, because I didn't really, I wasn't really, didn't like the, you know, I didn't like the the Maryland thing. It was just two minutes of traffic. It'd take you it forever to get somewhere. I just didn't really like that. Mm-hmm. I went to Unstown this, you know, and then. I waited, you know, after my interview, you know, I thought I was going to hear something. You know, the boss said, well, you'll probably hear something today. So I waited by the phone and definitely never got a phone call. You know, I headed back to Nebraska and it's like, well, I don't like this, And then uh, I still remember the. That day, it was, uh, you know, one of those typical Nebraska winters. Oh, okay, it's, it's, you know, well, that's the first thing it did. It snowed, then it sleeted, then it snowed on top of that. And I can remember, you know, from my apartment, I'd go get up in the morning, soon my alarm would go off. I'd get off to my car, and I would just start my car, let it run for 25 minutes to warm up. I'd go upstairs and get ready for work. And then yeah, that's when the you time got my shower. Done, yeah, did the shower thing, got my uniform on that, got that all done, and then, then my car would be all nice and warmed up. And I just remember it slip sliding. I was like, you can no, I'm getting tired of this crap and then uh, lo and behold that night I got checked my mail and there was an offer in the mail and dealt with the same stuff the next day, more of the same weather. And I said, I am getting the hell out of here. I just, I've got like FedEx the, you know, FedEx the exception letter and I even call them that didn't make sure they got my letter. That's how bad I wanted to get out of Nebraska. So, I was tired of being So there.
0: you went down to, to Alabama without yes. a job, you know. and no, I had he, a job
2: offer, I had a job, I had a job offer,
0: so. And, but then you didn't hear anything, so then you went back to Nebraska. Yes, absolutely. The, the point I'm making, and, and you're really kind of undercutting yourself, Scott, is that you have always exhibited a bravery, a simple bravery that I've always respected respected you know and the fact that you were kind of like let me go down there let me check this out it's just like that time we were (laughs) you know we were buzzed at a village inn at like one o'clock in the morning and you were eating fried chicken and ketchup and literally Joe remember this vividly this is I I do do. he's like I'm gonna I'm I think I'm gonna get an application and he was eating the fried chicken and throwing the bones in his coffee cup (laughs) okay (laughs) and then he got up and he walked to the hostess stand and got an application and filled it out. And this is Scott Walter. Bunch of grease stains. Yeah. the This is Scott Walter. This guy had this bravery, but it was a simple bravery that you would just like. He was like, "Okay, this is this is a spark in my mind. I'm going to check it out." Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what makes this man kind of an incredible little fella. You know. Yeah. I mean, you're probably a little bigger in the the midsection, like we all are. So, but I'll still call you a little fella. Yeah, if that's I'm bigger okay in
2: the midsection. <laughs> we we all
0: are. We all. Are. Yeah. Fuck a sit up. Man, okay, yeah. <laughs> but now you're married, and how old are your boys? You have twin boys. How old are they?
2: I, they are nine years old. Jesus Christ! They turned nine yesterday. Yeah,
0: and this wife of yours, you love her?
2: I love her to death. And and, she, awesome.
0: and it seems like she, you know, the limited time I look on that book of faces thing, seems like she, uh, she really cares for you.
2: Oh yeah, she. Yeah. uh probably. She again, uh,
0: yeah, against all of her instincts, she loves you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And so that's phenomenal. Yes, he does. And that's that's phenomenal, Scott. And yeah. you know, I am proud to have known you and I, I'm actually I'm proud to have watched you, you know, kind of grow up and, and be that guy from the guy who like made me sick with the you know, who pushed me into tobacco <laughs> who's yeah. my yeah, my, my, my chewing tobacco dealer. Peer pressure. Yeah. So everybody out yeah. there, you know, if there is some sort of you know, you know, if it if, if tobacco chewing tobacco is against the law, then you know, let's go back in, into the Records and arrest this man because he really, you know, he pushed it on this small child, this fourteen-year-old, yeah, this innocent you? this, yeah, this yeah. innocent, this innocent fourteen-year-old from California, and he pushed tobacco on me, you know, yeah. So uh, yeah, right, not even once. <laughs> hey, so Scott, yeah, give us a memory, so, one of your memories from from those days, from from Nebraska days, where you that you were kind of like, okay, the thing that sparks where you're like, that was a crazy time. Or that was How stupid was that Or whatever
2: Oh well, no Still the car thing With uh, Jeff Pickering And Robert Lowry <laughs> yeah. Mm, <that's> <laughs> yeah
0: Yeah Yeah I, I don't know if you've listened To any of our episodes But yeah uh, It's a, a pick the, off car I one. have it but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pickering tells the story About that um, And it was It was really interesting Because you know One of the things he said About your father And and, and kind of sparked a, a memory Is you know Jeff was like His dad was a really great guy and And I was like That's right Your dad was a really cool dad. Oh yeah, I mean, mean, he he played horse in cowboy boots, but he'd beat (laughs) you. He was a short little dude, and he played basketball in in cowboy boots, but he outshot you, you, kicked your ass. He still kicked her ass, you know. But he was also. you know. He, oh, he, absolutely. He raised a brave good man, too. You know what I mean? He raised a good fella. So congratulations to your papa.
1: Can oh, I ask, absolutely can I ask about the, the, the vomiting story
0: okay. real quick? Which For sure. one? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which one? Um, <laughs> Jeff and I uh, talked about how we would go, you were the one guy who could buy booze from pal joey's you remember that yeah yeah and then you would buy two bottles of do tea- it
2: a couple of times yeah we were be would, able to do it a couple of times don't get, you know
0: <laughs> you would buy the, the the tj swan from pal yeah. joey's and then yeah. we would go to the golf course we'd go to Elmwood golf golf course and we both uh, jeff and i laughed about the fact that you would always you know because we would pass around there'd be like maybe four or five guys yeah, we'd pass around to do chugs, and then how you would always like, and the description in my memory is, <laughs> you would sneeze like about three times.
3: Oh yeah, take I off know, your glasses,
0: <laughs> <laughs> spit, and then vomit. <laughs> oh yeah, so <laughs> oh, my yeah. God, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't <doesn't> happen <laughs> anymore. Still happens. <laughs> Does it still happen? Do you still do that? You do, you drink your TJ oh, Swan gosh, and, no, and that sneeze,
2: poor man. Oh gosh, no. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I'm married Got yeah. two kids man I can't drink like that anymore man I don't want to feel like Crap in the morning man. But that I'm was the right thing
0: out. You would throw up And yeah. then you would be Sober as a church mouse And then drive us Stupid buzz <laughs> You know Idiot There we go you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> So you were actually it The all perfect out. Yeah we talked about How you were the perfect You know uh, uh, Designated driver Cause you'd, you know, you'd You'd drink your booze And then you'd throw it up Instantly
2: there we go. I didn't have to worry about
0: the hangovers in the morning, but. <laughs> yeah. My, one, one memory I remember you and I, and I think somebody else, I can't remember who, but I think we were at your place. And I think we just hung out and watched movies and it had nothing to do with booze or anything. But that same night, I think my brother was out with Clark Panier and someone else who was like friends with us
2: uh, Robert Lurie. Maybe it was Robert, Robert Lurie,
0: but they got pulled over by the police.
2: You got into a little yeah. trouble, and the funny that was thing was, that was after a football game because we were doing the football thing,
0: yeah. But we, but you and I, and maybe Tom Foster, we went over to yeah. your place, we went
2: to, we went to Burger King, went back to my place, and just ate,
0: yeah. And it was fun, <laughs> we, had we had a great did. night and talked yeah. and giggled yeah, or whatever. And um, but the thing it is is they get in trouble, and that next yeah. morning Scott comes by my house to pick me up for something. And my dad assumed that Scott was with. My brother Charles Yeah And as my dad's out Doing yeah. lawn work Or whatever he went, He's like My dad says something like You know And my dad wasn't a guy Who really engaged people Or whatever And he was like So did you have fun last night And Scott like Yeah <laughs> We did We had a lot of fun And then walked in the house yeah. You know Blew it off yeah. Walked in the house Picked yeah. me up We left And it was, must have been like A week later Two weeks later My dad's like You know I don't like that Scott Walter And I'm like What do you mean Why don't Well you know When you know Him and Charles Got into trouble And he comes in The next morning And he's all like like, you know, walking up to the house, and I tell him, "Did he have fun?" And he just like flippantly goes, "Yeah, I did." And walks in the house, and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, what?" And he's like, "Yeah." So I don't, I don't like him. I don't like his attitude. I'm like, "Dad, Scott wasn't there." He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Scott wasn't there." Of course, he had a good time. We had fun that night. We didn't get in any tree okay. and it was so funny. My dad's like, "I like, oh my god, oh my god!" Like it was so. He was like, I, "I can't believe I've been mad at this boy," <laughs> you know, for like three weeks. Oh. oh. Okay,
4: I guess. Scott oh. Oh,
2: that's cool. that. Like, <laughs> like, I remember that because I remember your dad asked it. I was going downstairs and I, I might have said something too. I was just like, because when he asked that question, it's was like, "Oh, I, yeah, we had a good time." I mean, I didn't really know much about the class. I was Like, yeah, well, what? I mean, it was kind of a. Like, I was kind of, like, I was kind of confused. I said, "Dad, fun, yeah, you had a good time." So <laughs> just said like that
3: and uh, yeah. But that's... That is... <laughs> after, I think I said something. <laughs> that's, that's the Scott, right. That's a quamber. <laughs> <laughs> what an arrogant asshole.
0: <laughs> but that's also Scott Walter, this wonderful, you know, innocent, you know, just perfect individual who's really... And this is the thing. is like, you know, I've been in this rut, and, and I know you were way back when... I mean, we're talking about, you know, centuries or whatever, but it was like you were in this oh, rut, yeah. and you saw it, you identified it, and you attacked it and i've always been like crazy respectful of that you know what i mean where i've been like that you know and i tell that story to a lot of people i'm like this guy this friend of mine you know and we're not really you know we don't talk to each other i mean this is the first time we've probably spoken in like 20 years or something right
2: oh yeah it's been a while it's been a while but yet
0: i talk about you and about how you changed your life and made something for you yourself you know, which in turn now you're, you know, you're raising boys and I'm sure you're going to raise them like your dad did. You know what I mean? You're probably going to put on your cowboy boots and play horse with them in the driveway, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and beat them. I hope you beat them. Uh, I mean, so, in, bas- um, in basketball, not, yeah, like with a, not like with a belt or <laughs> anything work. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to beat them with a belt, go ahead. What the heck?
2: You know? Oh, yeah. that happens once in a while, too. So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay and and there's one thing i want to talk to you about before we go because i I already i you know i've lavished all this love and affection on you like some sort of sycophant you know i want to i want to i want you to tell me the origins of your nickname in junior high and high school who came up with it yeah what was it what was the nickname scott tell the story
2: it was the Conehead. That was my nickname. Conehead? conehead? Conehead. I got that in eighth, I got that in ninth grade. Ninth courtesy grade. of Robert Lurie. And that son of a bitch. Just, I mean, I remember I got my hair, my mom always cut my hair when I was, you know, you know, elementary, you know, junior high. Well, eventually, first time I finally.
0: And if she cut your hair like my mom cut our hair, It sucked.
2: <laughs> oh yeah it sucked yeah I can just remember I went to my first barber and said well what do you want to do and I said well I need to Cut it, you know. <laughs> like that. I just like that. I remember he grabbed this whole back, big bunch of hair in the back of my hair head, and go, "You want to cut that too?" And I said, "Yeah, cut it." So, and then I just remember, I think I kind of had this like, the, you know, the little bump of the back of my head, or you know, on top of my head, or whatever. And you know, the cone ends were pretty big during that time period in junior high. So, and then Robert Larry just started coning me. The cones, you know, I cone know head, and show. I can remember, yeah, he wrote some big thing. I mean, I, you know, he wrote, you know, he put some kind of big mural in the you know in the bathroom wall you know, drew it in pencil or something on one of the bathroom stalls and <laughs> oh there my, it was oh my man. god
0: no, wait a minute okay I'll slow down Scott so Robert Lurie graffitied Conehead in the bathroom yeah. stall yeah
2: that was him yeah Robert started that yeah bathroom. that was Robert yeah, Lurie was see I can't get <laughs> yeah. Robert
0: I can't get Robert to come on the show and I've oh, I've, I got se- I've seen Robert a couple of times I saw him like two years ago he was in town so I've been you know yeah, and, then, and then I think I saw him you know like two years before that he'll come into town for like you know cop conventions And stuff like that But I can't gotcha. you know, Because he's a cop He doesn't want to You know uh, Put himself yeah, on anything Yeah cause
2: I've seen Robert I used to go to I used to go to Alaska for work mm-hmm. And I always And I had to go to, I had to go all the way up to I had to go to To a army base up there in Alaska so the way the flights worked out I was always able to spend the night in Seattle so, so I always ended up staying at Robert's house oh
0: nice yeah Robert in, talk about a guy who, you know turned into a fucking phenomenal human being Jesus Christ oh, yeah.
2: Robert's good guy. Good guy. yeah he's, he's a good great guy.
0: guy what a dick that he turned into such a nice guy I mean, who in the hell does he think he is? He's a cop now. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that guy. I, I we, we can't. I can't talk about him because he's not here. <laughs> and that's one of the things. Yeah, it's like you know, I, I you know, it, you know, I call these old friends, and you know, I could talk to him like one at a time, kind of thing. But you know, it's like, but Robert doesn't want to be you know, because because he, he's a cop and he he feels his profession is you know kind of under fire and stuff like that. So I don't really want to go into. Yeah, anything. I, can that. I can see Rob Yeah, I can see Robert. But yeah. you know, whenever I've called Robert. It's like he always sets things straight, you know, and gives you the side of humanity, and you're kind of like, oh man, can't you just be a jerk and say something stupid, <laughs> you know, yeah, to, val- yeah. to validate my anger? Why do you have to be actually rational, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah.
3: Rob, yeah. That Robert. But
0: but when he was Buzz, but yeah. back in the day, he was not that man, and um, in a wonderful way, and so he gave you the the nickname Conehead. And graffiti yeah,
2: on a bathroom stall. <laughs> and That's how it all started. Yeah. And it just kinda of just and kinda of, you know, just kinda of went on and it, you know, and he even did it again to me in high school is because it was our senior year in high school and uh they i don't know it was him and i don't know it was him and someone else and it had to be a good idea to nominate me to be the class president for the for our class <laughs> <laughs> i had president nothing Comet. to do with this at all <laughs> and he says yeah vote for co- vote for the cone you'll give you a free ice cream cone oh that's vote awesome
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: these were imposters and stuff at school because <laughs> i come to school and i mean i couldn't believe he did this crap It'd and it's like, and I, I, get to school and everybody's coming up to me. It's like, man, you know what's going? And I see the and I see the sign, and I'm just like, I just like, you know what? I just kind of, I, I laughed at it. I just laughed with it, you know. What I'm, That's awesome. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with it, you know. I was all of a sudden, everybody's coming to me. Man, we're gonna vote for you. We're gonna vote for you. We're gonna vote for you. Did you have I to just, bring the I ice don't, cream? I, 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 no, I never did. But here's the thing: one of the teachers came up to me. It's like, well you know, you, you really, you're not going to get, your votes are not going to count because you didn't really, you know, sign some piece of paper or whatever that she was going to be a nomination. Cause I was a basically, I was a write-in candidate.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically what I was.
2: And I mean, everybody was, I mean, it was so crazy. And I can still remember one of the girls, Mary Maloney was her name. She was so pissed at me because she, you know, she was, she wanted to, she wanted to be the last president. And I said, man, what's so mad? I said, I don't care. If I get it, I get it. I don't care. I mean, but it was hilarious. I mean, Oh
3: my awesome.
0: God. I, yeah. See, at this point I was living in Greece, so I didn't know any of this stuff. So this is like totally new. I mean, I remember, I think hearing a story about this, but this is just so funny. <laughs> oh
2: my oh, yeah. God.
3: A, oh yeah. It was hilarious. I mean,
2: that was Robert Lurie. That was another, that was another Robert Lurie right there. So, but, uh, <sighs> But I still, I still, uh, I was one of the, I was still one of the. That was a funny. That's probably one of my funnier things in high school. But I said, I, I mean, it's like I just kind of went with it. I mean, I was, a, you know, who cares? You know, it was no big deal. I mean, I, you know, it was, it was funny to me. So,
0: oh man, that is I mean, just. So... I didn't take
2: no offense to it or anything. Like well, God, it, you, you know, know, it's
0: also it came from Robert Lurie. You know, so the, the, oh, that's yeah, one of course, the things is know? like, so... and one of the things you know, we I, when Jeff and I were talking, this is like, you know, we we might have done stupid things and. You know, took advantage of each other in certain ways oh, or said yeah. something, but there was never really hatred or meanness was just stupidity or you know obviously you know in something like what with that you know with the you know putting you in an election there's a bit of a an homage to it as well as kind of like you know okay you know it's not being cruel it's being funny you know and oh yeah and loving in in a certain way of kind of like you know putting you up there and you know a great wonderful tease as well as oh yeah yeah so I think you know, that's one of the things that, you know, Jeff was like, he intimated, he was kind of like, hey, you know, we really were good friends and, you know, we do a lot of stupid no. stuff, but we were not mean, which I was, no. when he said that, I was kind of like, wow, that's a great insight and a great memory because we were, you know, stupid young men trying to figure it out, but we weren't mean guys you know yeah
1: clean pranks yeah
0: well i don't know if i'd say clean pranks there was one time where you know scott and i tried to you know make beer floats where we drank i think schlitz and vanilla ice cream on bowls in his in his basement do you remember that scott (laughs) I, you know, I
2: don't mind. Yeah, cause, yeah,
0: because the alcohol has killed your brain cells. I'm having a cocktail. No, right now. that must have those. I'm having a cocktail <laughs> right the,
2: now. It must have killed the weak ones. The strong ones still survive.
0: Yeah, they're so. there's still they're still swimming around up there in that in that yeah. cone,
3: in that cone. <laughs> it's got someone. somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Scott, thank you so much for for coming on and and, and sure. tell a little bit of your story. It's so nice to hear your voice. And
2: um, yeah, you too,
0: Mike. Please give your love to your to your family for me, your wife, and and I will tell do her that. thank you, tell her thank you for allowing you to to you know kind of talk to me and things like that. Oh, not a problem, man. Thank you so. much. I love you, man. So you have a good night. Right. Thank you, you. Mike. All right, good All talking to you. You. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Yeah. That was Scott Walter, guys, ladies and gentlemen.
1: It's kind of cool, like, hearing all these stories, and then you bring up all these people from, like, all of them, and then each one, like, oh, we actually get to talk to them and, like, meet them each time. Yeah, so, it's,
0: it's, it is kind of fun. I kind am together. Yeah, yeah, how's your week? How's your health? How are you doing?
1: It's been all right. It's been all right. You know one thing that... I was, was kind of thinking about it for the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Something pissed me off this week. Like, I haven't been, like, angry-angry, but it just. Like, have you ever just been fired up?
0: Oh, fuck yeah. It, yesterday. Yeah, but go ahead. Tell me. Yeah, so, like, usually, I have, I,
1: I'd I say I have a road rage. Do you have road rage?
0: No, road I, have, I have... I have... Uh, I don't know if it's rage, but I do believe in a vengeance.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I have road <laughs> vengeance. Like, ah, yeah. I'll get you back later. Yeah. That sort of thing. But, yeah, so... um Like, it's definitely calmed down since I've been here. And especially when people honk the car, that's like, Ooh, motherfucker. It's like, calm, calm the fuck down right now. But anyway, it was, it kind of came out of nowhere. So, um, my friend brought over this dog and he was, he's like, he's the cutest dog ever. And then you pet him and everything. And then just out of nowhere, his bark is the loudest fucking bark. And it like pierces the back of my skull. And then that just set me off. I don't know why. Like this dog can be so cute. he could be whatever. I swear to God, like any other dog I've heard bark, but this one, it was the loudest screech in my life and it just like it pissed me off and you look at this dog and it's the cutest dog ever white fur smiling doing whatever and it just i'm like i want to strangle it
0: oh god see that's that's the thing with dogs there's that duality where you're kind of like okay it'd be cool a dog and all this shit but that fucking barking is like i will kill that dog yeah so that's crazy oh man but it was a cute little yappy dog or whatever but he was just like yeah, no it was, they, it was
1: a big dog so that's probably why the bark was so loud yeah, like each, each time he barked, like somebody was petting him and every time somebody pet him, he just like barked. I'm like, stop petting him. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> leave him alone. And he'd always come over and want the food. I'm like, I'm like, no, nobody touch him. Don't even look at him. <laughs> this guy could not bark. Um, and it's not even like I have a headache because like if I had a headache, I'd be done. I don't even know if that gonna be Just go to your room and lock the door. Yeah, just be like, I'm out. Didn't even have a headache and it's still like, Set me off I don't know Ugh. Maybe something I need to work on But it seems like You no. have the same thing
0: <laughs> No yeah I. Yeah, that's the one thing I mean You know I'm a cat person I like cats But you know and the whole, But there's that fantasy Of having a dog But it'd be like One of those dogs Where you're out In the wilderness Or whatever And it's attacking bears For you Or stuff like that So yeah Bark is fine But it's like In the apartment It's like Shut the fuck yeah.
1: Dog yeah. up
0: exactly. Oh And
1: actually It was funny Because his sister Stopped by And then she She was sitting down And then she started Petting him And then it And it barked. And she's like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Shut up. She said everything I wanted to. I'm like, right, right. Right.
0: (laughs) Validated. Validated. I'm
1: like, well, thank you. Because nobody else was saying it. They were just letting
0: this dog just bark super loud. I'm like, stop. (laughs) Somebody say something. I, um. I, you know, I, I'm a motorcycle enthusiast Mm -hmm. and, uh, there are certain codes to motorcycling and, um, I was in line at the grocery store and, uh, there was a guy He was a tall, good looking guy. Well, well dressed, you know, and he's with this woman who was, you know, very beautiful woman, you know, very, you know, nice figure or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of like leaning against the, uh, you know, the conveyor belt or whatever, eating chips and talking as they're, you know, in line or whatever. But the guy's like, you know, kind of hogging, you know, the conveyor belt. Oh, so you yeah. can't get, you, you know, you, my stuff. So I'm st- standing there, you know, and of course, you know, I'm in my jeans and my boots and I've got my, you know, my, my club vest on. Mm mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm in a motorcycle club. And so, you know, I kind of like look at the guy and he's like, oh, and he moves out of the way and kind of like, you know, with his arm presents like, go ahead, put your stuff on. But the thing of it is that the courtesy is, is you take the little separator, you know, and help the person behind you. That's the courtesy. But the guy doesn't do it, right? He didn't put the separator he out. He didn't put the separator out. Okay. Son so right away, I'm like, okay. Fuck this guy. Yeah. This guy's a tool. <laughs> so I'm a little off, but I'm like, whatever, you know, and of course he's, you know, pawn on the girls, uh, you know, kind of showing everybody or telling everybody, you know, she's with me as they're, like, you know, chomping on these chips, you know, eating the food that they they have not bought yet, which is a little bit of a dick move, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Here. They want some chips. <laughs> but then the guy turns to me and he's like, hey, what do you ride? And I tell him, you know, I ride a 48, and he's like, yeah, I used to have an XL. <laughs> and that just drives me crazy. I hate when guys ask you what you ride and then say I used to ride or I used to have this bike or that bike it's like you can't do that that's one of the codes yeah that's one of the codes man is you can't you know you could ask somebody if you if you are like motorcycles but you don't have a motorcycle or you're in between motorcycles it's great mm-hmm. you know engage in a conversation but you cannot insert you know you could be like, great, that sounds like a nice bike. Or I like this bike, but you can't say, I used to have. <laughs> no, 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 dude. You either have or you don't. Either have a motorcycle, ride a motorcycle, or shut the fuck up. You know And then of course Then like Like a lot of people Once they know You ride motorcycles Then they gotta Fucking tell you A story about How somebody Or themselves Got hurt On a a motorcycle motorcycle. And you're like Fuck you man Don't put that shit on me Don't put that Fucking mojo Out on me Yeah you said So of course It's like Yeah I used to have An XL But you know I almost lost my foot Well I should say This lady that hit me Almost broke my foot off Or whatever And I was like really, dude? I'm like really I'm like wow Yeah that's shitty You know And he's like Yeah Yeah, you know, because you got to be careful. You really have to be careful. You fucking have the audacity to
1: tell you to be careful. And then he tells me to
0: be careful. And it's like, fuck you. So there's like fucking, there's three strikes right there. I don't think a judge in the fucking state of California would have convicted me if I would have just fucking bashed that guy in the fucking face. Because it's like Who in the fuck does that Yeah and, But that's the thing It's like I don't know if it's You're Trying to impress this girl Or something Yeah I'm sure he's trying I to, used like, to ride
1: But not yeah. anymore I'm about safety now
0: Yeah well because also You know <laughs> women don't like Guys who ride You know or some women don't You know that they're kind of yeah. like Oh well if you ride I'd be uh, maybe, uh, uh. But it's just like <laughs> But first of all For you know He plays a casual game And then he fucking You know has this You know uh, I used to Yeah And but that's like one of, you know, for me anyways, as a pet peeve, as a motorcycle rider, who's a guy who's committed to the fucking, you know, lifestyle uh-huh. to have guys go like, whoa, I used to. <laughs> or one time I had a, and you're like, dude, shut the rider fuck fucker. up. Wait, so you know, what What did you ride though? I was riding a 40. I, my, the bike I have was a 19 or 2016, uh, 48. Sports, or It's a smaller bike, bigger engine, about twelve 1,200 cc's. And, you know, and I ride that every day. I don't own a car or whatever. So I'm really, at the grocery nice. store, and I, you know... Of course, one of the, you know, the tenants of the club is, like, when you ride, you wear the vest. So there's no casual time, you know? Because we, we don't get together and ride a lot, and we ride separately a lot, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are everyday riders, so it's kind of like... When you ride, you... Wear the patch, you know, you yeah. show that you're a stray jack.
1: That's cool. You
0: know, I used to ride a big wheel <laughs> when <laughs> I was eight. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, I hate what, you know, go, Hey, I mean, there's guys that come up and like, Hey, nice bike. And they walk away and you're like, boom, that guy's a fella. That guy's a dude. You know, <laughs> so, fine. Nice. There's this, you know, this middle-aged, you know, black guy, and, and, you know, getting out of the credit union. He's like, what are you riding? And then he's like, I used to be, you know, I'm with the Deuces, which is, you know, uh, a black club and, you know, South Central or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm with the Deuces and, you know, we're talking bikes. But he's got a goddamn bike. You get those douches that are like, well, I used to have, I used to ride like a 1972. He's like, shut up, man, you can't do that to me. What if he was in like, like
1: a wheelchair because of it? Is that different? You just went millennial on me.
4: (laughs) No.
0: I'm trying to think yeah. of like you like, just took my unpolitically <laughs> correct rant and like totally <laughs> fucked me up with that. If a fucking guy
2: was like, one, like "Oh
0: yeah, I used to have a fucking, in you know, yeah, I used I used to have a fat boy Harley and now I'm paralyzed because of an accident." You and no about- I'm like but, but
1: what if he said yeah. And he's like I still want to But my wife made me sell
0: it Yeah that's pussy <laughs> I'm sorry that's pussy You, you know Because I'm not even mad at him You know And I'm when I was in that Book of it. Faces I'd see that Like some guy Trying to sell his motorcycle I'm Like oh because we're pregnant I have to sell my motorcycle And then like All these people chiming And going Way to go Way to You know Way to be a man For your family And stuff like that It's like fuck you <laughs> You know If I was with a woman And you know And happened to knock her up With my you know Dusty sperm Deal with it yeah, I would be like, no, fuck, when that kid is old enough to fucking walk, it's on a motorcycle. He gets you know? this bike. He gets this bike? Yeah. Oh, no, if I had kids, they'd be riding today. Nice. Yeah, well, and if they didn't, they'd get the back of my hand, I'll tell you that for sure. It's like, no, I'd force them, you know? No, Dad, that's not safe enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you weren't safe. Yeah, you want Get over here. <laughs> you know? Get over here. You want safe, you know? How about the safe with a buckle into my belt?
1: <laughs> Beat with a sack of potatoes.
0: Yeah, right. But I'd, I'd make sure classic. that they were. I'd make sure that they were like cooked potatoes. That way, you know, you're mashing them as you go. <laughs> I mean, why beat a kid for no reason? Beat him, and then also have something that you know, to show for it at the end. It's like, yeah, I beat my son this tonight, but we're having mashed potatoes. Thanks for dinner, son. Yeah, a little butter and salt. Let's go. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's hilarious, though. Oh, Jesus. Things that just piss you off. Anything else that?
0: uh, that's in the motorcycle code? That's in the motorcycle code? Yeah. Um, You know, you waved each other. That's a thing. What if um, you don't? I, usually some guys who are like ride the bigger bikes and who are trying to be a little more hardcore, they'll shine you. They oh, won't I, shine me. You know, w-
1: I thought that's how you get killed. If you do like the headlight thing.
0: No, uh-uh. no, they, mm-hmm. they don't do the head thing. You, you give a nod. You do, you know, you do the cool, like, the little you know, finger thing. finger thing, like, or as you as you Raised go by, you go by, you kind of like, you know, wave two fingers as you like ride by somebody of like, hey, I'm passing you. You know, and there's oh, that okay. kind of stuff. You know, that's that's part of the code, and, you know. So, yeah, you know, the not the even acknowledging, but again, it's like, if I'm riding, you know, and there's some guy who's, like, by his bike, whatever, we're going to have a conversation about motorcycles, you know. And he's on his bike, he's by his bike, or whatever, but it's the tool that comes up, and especially the guy who's with a girlfriend, and, yeah, they're posturing. They're kind of like going, look, honey, I'm cool, too, but... <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, you know, cause yeah, you know, he tried to go, okay, as so he's leaving. He's like, well, make sure you be safe on that. It's just like, oh man, this motherfucker. You, uh, I was just, I just wanted to, I just want to be that guy that just would have punched him, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm 55. I got mesh in my belly. I've got a stumpy
1: thumb. Did you catch what he was driving, like a family car, all the airbags?
0: No, no, but I think, yeah, (laughs) I think I kind of, I think he was kind of coming into, I think they were going to go to the consignment shop across the street because I, I take this little crazy route to get home when they passed. And I think he was the passenger in his girl's car, his woman's car. So it's kind of like, okay, which I, you know, I can't diss him for that because not owning a car, if I'm with a woman and we're in a car, usually I'm the passenger. Mm -hmm. Which I did, because then I could look on the side of the road and look for stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You're always looking for money? No, no, not looking for money, but just stuff. What's there with, you know, things that people throw out. It intrigues me, (sighs) you know? I mean, I hate it when it's garbage. When you see a fucking diaper out there, it's like, come on, man. I know you don't want the stinky diaper in your fucking car, but don't throw it out on the street. Or pop cans or whatever. But sometimes there'll be like a a ball cap, and I'll be like, ooh, pull over. What is that? (laughs) what's the logo have you ever pulled over and like grabbed something oh shit yeah i just did it the other day
1: what'd you get look i say yeah for you it's pretty easy just to like pull right over oh this is it it?
0: this is something i you know i was with this woman and and she had to have a phone conversation she pulled off the side of the road and then i look and but it was like a residential street you know and right in the parkway there the little grassy area between the street and the sidewalk is this cube. this cube With pictures on it.
1: That's cool. Yeah, for everybody listening, it's got, like, a key, a star, fountain, question Mm -hmm. mark on it. So it has, like, a dice. Yes. It is a Rory story cube. I Googled it. (laughs) I found it on the Google. Yeah. A Rory story? There's,
0: like, three or four, like, categories, and it includes, like, each category is nine die. Yeah. And you roll them, and then you move them into place, and it's kind of like, like, this is, like, the fountain You'd oh, so like, this is, there's
1: more of these. You're supposed to yeah, have yeah, like.
0: Yeah, like with this four sequence, or you're supposed to have nine in total. Oh, wow. And then you roll them out, and then you could place them to where you'd be like, I went to a fountain and saw a star. And behind that star was a key. I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? So you yeah. kind of like, which each, whatever it comes up, you line them up and then you, it's like a mad lib in a way. Right. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. make a story up out of that. Speaking of finding stuff on the side of the road. So <laughs> oh, here we my, go. Here we go. <laughs> I feel bad for my roommate. Cause, uh, my other roommate, he got a call. Patrick from my, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, Peter, Peter got a call from Patrick. Oh, from a guy from the Verizon store saying, Hey, somebody brought in your phone. They found it on the side of the freeway. I was like, whoa, whoa, L.A., holy shit. Like, somebody actually found it on the side and been like, hmm, I'm going to go drive this to Verizon so then they can call, you know, whoever and, like, give it to their rightful owner. I'm sorry. I would totally do that. Would you do that? I would to- totally probably, do that. I'd probably, like, call them and could, they could come pick it up. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, like, going
1: to Verizon. I was like, hmm.
0: I one time I was walking. I was, I was living around um, Kingsley and Fountain, and um, I found a paycheck on the street and I returned it and I I like researched it and found where the paycheck came from and returned it to the store going this is some guy's paycheck you know I worried that I gave it back to the boss and maybe the boss was kind of like oh I already paid him once but it's like oh yeah You've, you I think you definitely got to go that
1: extra mile to- definitely but like I yeah, I I've lost my wallet here and I've lost um some keys and like some other stuff and I've never had it turned up even even if I have that tile thing where it tells me the GPS so like I go back where where it used to be and I could never find it so it's like just the fact that they found somebody's phone and then like gave it to him that's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, see, uh, that's one of the things about society that drives me crazy. It's like, okay, I can understand you going, oh, let's play on a bank heist and, and rob from the bank, you know, like, you know, with blow torches and all that kind of shit. It's like, okay, that's your career. That's the way you decide to make money. But if you find somebody's fucking wallet on the street, return it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, do that. Do this. You know, be this guy and that guy. But it's like, you know, because... Most of the time, the guy who lost his wall I mean, we all know what a pain in the ass that is.
1: Exactly. Especially the ID. No one wants to go to that DMV.
0: Oh, not now. It's fucking, you know. The key to going to the DMV, I had a friend of mine tell me, the key is to show up at 445 or 450 or 455 right before it closes. It closes right at five? Yeah. Because once you're in, you know, once you're in the line, they can't turn you away and by that time, all of the workers are oh, yeah, trying to get the fuck out. They're of there. trying to just snap people through, and all the DMV people are fucking wonderful, you know. But again, I do well in that demographic. You know, I do well at the DMV. have <laughs> I've always just sailed through the DMV.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. I'll have to use that next time.
0: Yeah. But that, but it's, it's one of those things. The first time I did, I was scared to shit because I was kind of like, fuck, this isn't going to work. But it does. You know, don't wait at all. <laughs> you know, I usually show up like an hour be before damned. it opens and I'm in line and, you know, drinking my coffee and just hating life. And then, you know, then you wait for like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And you're like, well, at least it was only 15, 20 minutes, <laughs> you know. But he's like, no, you got to go right at the end. And it's like, oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll, it's use, that. Risk, I'll use that. i a But it's crazy. It's it worked. It was great. Nice. Know? Nice. Yeah. Ooh. Like I said, I've just been in this fucking rut for so long.
1: Wait, real quick. So, so tell me about this rut. Right? Is it more of a
0: relationship sort of thing, or just like no? It's it's almost the job like, at all. Well, of course, you know, our job is different and the same at the same time. You know what I mean? Which is like it's good and it it's bad yeah, in that way because that. you know there's there's always there's a difference, but then there's the sameness and. uh but when it just comes to like, also when, when I kind of, I don't have a successful relationship situation. I kind of, kind of go back to, you know, cause I used to have, you know, the kind of this line, a harem or whatever. And I'd have these situations and then I'd be like, okay. And then I find myself when something I really dig and I'm, I'm there and no distractions or whatever. And then when that ends, then I kind of get desperate. And as opposed to going like, let me just like fucking lock in, be myself. Be who I, you know. Analyze where I've been and what I'm doing, yeah. And move on from there. I kind of panic and then go back and like, oh, let me call, you know, blah blah from Mm -hmm. blah blah and see what she's doing, you know. And if she happens to be in between things, she'll be like, oh, okay, (laughs) you know. And then you know, and then it's kind of like, oh, why did I? I need to like learn to move forward. You know what I mean? To get out of that rut. And it's like, and sometimes I'm to myself, I'm like, it just takes one change, but then I just don't do that change. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's kind of like. It's right okay. in front of you, like, hmm. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. Let me grasp that <laughs> ring. Okay, I'll grasp it. Put it tomorrow. Put a pin in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. was well, a whole it. joke of kind of like, yeah, I'm going to start working out Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's Friday. So, I, so that's how close you can't to the do weekend. It on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's that kind of thing. It's like, I talk myself out of it or I just, go with what's easier. I go back to hit those touchstones just to feel something again. And then, you know, thinking, okay, well just, let me just do that just to kind of get over this thing. And then I'll leap forward and it just doesn't work. But yet I still do it. So you know, (laughs) I've got to be this insane person because I still can't seem to kind of like, Oh, let me kick off the past, kick off the recent past and just kind of like lock into something like a limbo. And, To you know, to move on. Yeah, you know, it's always darkest before. Or what is it? Darkest before the dawn. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't understand. That is it really? Well, I mean, it's kind of like okay. uh, Does it physically
1: get darker before dawn? Oh well, I mean, it's it's night.
0: I guess it's
1: right before. Well, I guess it's already there. It's already already (laughs) happening. It already sucks. It's already.
0: It's (laughs) been dark for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Darkest before the dawn. Fuck you. It's been dark for a while. There's no darkest. Jesus Christ. You're lying to me. It's always a word. Who came up with that quote? Who said that? Isn't there one about the storm? Oh well. <laughs> the calm before the storm? Yeah, the calm Of course the storm. there is. Duh. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's just like before an earthquake, nothing's shaking. And then an earthquake it shakes. Yeah, that shit comes out of nowhere. Yeah, right? It's you know, cool. Yeah. It is kind of cool. Yeah.
1: But I'll tell you what, tornadoes though, like that's kind of where that comes from, the calm been yep. there sky turns like green and it's eerie as hell
0: yeah tornadoes are awesome to be around and shit and the fucking weather's just going like crazy <laughs> that's the one thing about living in papillion because papillion seemed to be in to me anyway i don't know i'm not a meteorologist and you know maybe somebody's going to listen to this and go, you're, like, you're an idiot you don't know what you're talking about but it seemed like papillion was in kind of like a a cup because it seemed like you know we would just see crazy clouds you know and my mom's always been this person like you know Natural, you know, disasters or whatever, she always celebrated. So it was like, you know, w- you know, we moved from California to Nebraska, and we went from earthquakes to tornadoes, you know, and we were going up, you know, the second floor so we could watch the sky, <laughs> you know. Everybody's everybody in their look. basement, and like, nope. Yeah, and see? we're here with, you know, this family from California, fucking was like, whoa, this is super cool. Look at the clouds, I'll catch me a tornado. But they'd always like skip over, and then they would go down 84th Street. To Omaha, take a left on, you know, on L street and then go up 72nd. Yep. You know, boop, boop, boop. I don't know with, you know, the way the climate is changing. That's a hoax. Um, <laughs> that's true. Alley has definitely shifted though. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure everything is shifted because, you know, Donald Trump says it's a hoax. And so that means it's true.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Let's get political. Logic. Okay. T- yeah. <laughs> t- Our yeah. new section of this podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, um, I want to give somebody advice.
1: I know. I, okay, what, what time is it right now?
0: It's 8.50. Call him. Yeah? Yeah. There
1: we go. There we go. All right, so we're calling Here my we cousin. Hello. Kelly, what's up? Hey, what's up? So Kelly lives in Austin, and he is a comedian. Oh, And great. also works at the Facebook.
0: Wait, like he works for the Facebook Kelly, you work for, like,
1: a third-party company that deals with, when you hit that little report button? I don't know. Like,
3: yeah, I, I work for a third-party company that works th- with Facebook.
0: Oh, and so what do you, are you the one who, like, tracks people so that when you kind of, like, go, oh, let me look at fucking, you know, man's panties, and then all of a sudden there's all these advertisements for man, man panties. <laughs> Is that what you do? Yeah,
3: make sure that... We um, all have man panties? Not, yeah, making sure that you're all well-dressed for the... Lumber parties.
0: That's great, that's great, <laughs> that's great, you know, yeah, because I, I um, that was one of the things, it's like, I never really go on that Book of Faces, and I was like, uh, researching, building a, a teardrop tag-along, a little trailer, and then all of a sudden I see, like, advertising to buy teardrop tag-along trailers on that Book of Faces, Ooh. when I was on there stalking some old girlfriends.
1: <laughs> it knows what you want.
0: Yeah, right? So are yeah. you are, are you that guy Kelly You're the one who's Putting that stuff on You're looking into My own mind
3: I'm looking into yeah. The back end of it you're, Looking into so you're, the, you're looking the, in the wiring of your mind So
0: you're looking Into my back end So you're looking <laughs> At my butt yeah. Well okay.
3: yeah, I'm, That's I'm how we get All the, the data yeah.
0: I'm glad I'm glad looking out I'm,
3: all the Particles that make it
0: Poop Well There's a lot of particles <laughs> I could tell you Some stories It's a whole thing That's a whole thing <laughs> We talk about my poop all the time.
1: How's your how's your uh, comedy stuff going?
3: It's good. I just did a show in Fort Worth at Hyenas Comedy Club.
1: Nice, nice. You still performing like five days a
3: week? Yeah, I'm still doing five. To- Six days Depending on how I feel That's amazing That's
0: great That you're getting That many gigs Now are are you, Where are you Are you headlining Are you middling Are you emceeing What do you uh,
3: No I'm just I'm just mainly Working out material At the moment And then I do so More host But so, so Anything And you get Feature work As you get Yeah 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 Yes yeah. Deeper into your
0: years So you have Your strong 10 Yes
3: There you go I have my stronger go <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: What's your number one What's your go to
0: yeah. What's what's your, your, your one
3: joke that's your
0: your thing? That snaps uh, it all. I
3: have a Domino's pizza
0: joke. You have a Domino's pizza joke. That's awesome. I'm yeah. not gonna, because you know, I we can't pay you, and I know you want to get paid for your <laughs> jokes. So I'm not gonna ask you to tell the joke. But that's a Domino's pizza joke. And that's pretty awesome. And th- th- actually, I love this. So what's go through your your set, but just kind of give us titles. You don't have to tell the <laughs> joke. Just kind of go like, okay, I start with toilet paper. You know, and then move into, (laughs) you know, baby diapers and then blah, blah, blah. Feel the crowd and then just do some zingers. Yeah. So kind of give us titles of your set, if you don't mind.
3: There is no real title of my set. It's just kind of all over the place. And that's why you got to work that out every week to make sure that you can get a stronger set. And you see people working a new five minutes every year. And some people don't even have a strong five minutes to get on stage.
0: No. No. No, no, they don't. Because there's a big difference between cracking wise at a party, you know, where people are like, you're funny, you should do stand up, and actually getting up there and doing it. Don't you agree? Yeah, there's a big difference. Yeah, because I think when you're up on stage, it's got to be really super structured. You know what I mean? But then you have to kind of, but your, but your, uh, how you present it's got to kind of be like, oh, like this, I just thought of this. So, but yet you really have to have it all in your mind, very structured, but then play off like you're just making it up. Would you agree with that, Kelly?
3: Yeah, there is a big difference between the guy that's funny at parties and the guy that can take a joke outside of a party and make, strangers laugh because it's easy to make people you know laugh because you've been with them and you understand them but it's mm-hmm. hard to make strangers laugh
0: but don't you don't you feel that when you're trying to make strangers laugh you really have to be a lot more um technical you know like okay let me explain this you know like when you're kind of you, you really have to clarify your setup and you know and everything has to be really super clear and structured set up the joke so for yeah. the punchline to hit yeah And even your punchline's got to be really... Everything needs to be really super clear, but then you have to kind of... But you have to present it or, you know, express it in a way that seems like it's off the cuff.
3: Yes, I mean, most jokes are pretty scripted. Yes. Most jokes are pretty scripted. Yes. If if it's off the cuff, it's also partially scripted. Like Oh, it's always scripted. I'll take this idea and then just run with it if someone says something.
1: Do you ever just make up bullshit during your set? Like, you just run out of things? You're like, oh, it's... Come up with just something on the spot. There's everything always uh, been scripted.
3: I did did a show yesterday where the joke, they were not looking at jokes. They're more looking at conversations.
1: Improv stuff.
3: Making them laugh in between the conversations a lot easier than making them laugh at the comedy.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I get that. I get that. So you're kind of like just trying to, you know, just have a conversation with somebody and, Yeah. yeah, coming up with, you know, clever insights or whatever or being sparked by whatever they're giving back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great, man. That sounds phenomenal. Like, so, so you're, you know, how long have you been doing this? Four years. Yeah. So you're kind of right at the the beginning of it and just <laughs> digging it, man, and going after it and grinding it and, out. Yeah. And yeah. See, seeing, you know, what, what grows and what doesn't, right?
1: Yeah, dude. Like, any, anytime I like, uh, like, talk about comedy or, or just you in general, I'm like, dude, this guy, like, getting up on stage five days a week and just like doing comedy like that and just keeping at it. That's insane. That is great. That is really great. Like, I mean, consistency.
0: Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Most guys are kind of like going, Oh, I go to the open mic by the church every Monday. <laughs> Maybe not this Monday because I got
3: yeah, a sore throat. It's a little bit different. You have to, yeah. Well, in I mean, comedy, we talk about it. Like, we talk about it like working out. You can, in working out, you can work out your muscles for two, three hours a day. But with comedy, you get on stage and you don't get that practice. You'll get like three, five, an hour, depending on who you are, and you just have to kind of bang it out every night. You In some cities, yeah. some no. cities like LA, you can go do five, or you can do like five mics a night, and then yeah. New York, you could probably do twenty-five mics a week, which would still be five nights, or five mics a night.
0: Yeah, because there are those guys that they just go all night long. They'll hit. One place and then hit another place and another place, and they'll just, you know, practice those, their five minutes, you know, and like, like he, you know, like Kelly was saying, like, you know, 10 places, 20 places, you know, mm. in, the, in the bigger cities, the bigger, you know, markets. That's great, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, but you're feeling. I know, a
3: bunch of, yeah, I know a bunch of comics out there in LA that want to make it big because it's. More work they get compared to here in Austin, where it's more starting work they get. But whenever they get bigger, LA is like a headline spot for them. Yeah,
0: so it's kind of like you, you they can go to comedy
3: store and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: cut your teeth in Austin and then you know make the next step into coming to LA, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but how you how you feeling about your? How, your progression you feel like you're spot on you're doing what you need to be doing or are you feeling frustrated about anything or you know how do you how do you I feel think about comic, about your e- evolution right now you know
3: I think every comic feels frustrated that they're not headlining
0: yeah of course by yeah. their
3: uh-huh. sixth year but I mean, I just have
0: to. But you know where you are. You know, it. you know where you are in the kind of the, the comedy hierarchy, and you're feeling pretty good about where yep. you are, and you feel like you're kind of progressing the way you should be progressing, or whatever. You don't feel like you're being stalled, or you know, like
3: uh, you, know, you know what I'm stall
0: saying? That what?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I still stall out mostly because of the political portion of it. uh uh-huh. Not political out here. I don't sit there and like laugh at people's jokes that aren't funny and try to get into gig that I'm not passionate about getting into. Too.
0: But I'm talking about more how you feel about your your act, how you're doing. You feel like you are where you feel like you're supposed to be, and that you're progressing the way you you want to be progressing. You know, in the, in the way of your comedy, your art. You know, you don't feel stalled. You in don't a feel way,
3: okay. In a way, I still feel like I'm missing just like it, if you feel anybody's like they're not there yet but they're getting there that's the way i feel i'm not there yet but i'm getting there i'm like missing something in between the setup and the punchline. line that mm-hmm. is yeah that's... it could just be my demeanor it could be my voice it could mm-hmm. be a factor of jokes that just didn't string well together great and
0: in in my opinion I think there's a great place to be because you're, you're out there you're banging it out and, and but you're still kind of staying aware of aware of you know what you need what you think and I, I love the fact that you're kind of like I'm missing that one thing or I could be missing that one thing there's that one tweak that I'll find but you're confident you're gonna find that tweak right
3: yeah I still know that yeah I have you still got the passion more, I've done yeah, I still have the passion i know, not, obviously, the new guy uh-huh. <laughs> Still needs a lot of work But yeah. I'm still not quite
0: but there Four years of, you know, five nights a week So, yeah, you've got to be kind of like Oh, you know, there's Hey, everybody, it's Kelly Hey, Kelly, how you doing? Oh, yeah. hey, guys, you going up tonight? Yeah, I'm going up tonight So there's that, fam- you know, familiarity Yeah you know, there's a little bit of kind of like, support, okay, too. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of that support. You so know, you're not I mean, just talking
1: to like a, a blanket audience. Yeah.
0: How do you how do you find the other comics in that way? Do you feel like there's a lot of competition or is there camaraderie in... Do you feel support from other comics or do you feel like they're, you know, kind of fair-weather friends? friends.
3: <laughs> our scene's very uh, competitive, but uh-huh. it's also camaraderie and it's also clicky.
0: It, it's it's a quagmire of all of those, isn't it? <laughs> Hanging out with being yes. with comics, they they love you, they hate you, they're jealous of you, they support you. It's like everything all at once. You know, there's the neurosis as well as you know the the you know the sanity and you know the mix of emotions. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's it definitely it's an oleo of.
3: Humanity yeah, I think Humanity. They support you Until you get like a Until you get like a, a Case against you Like a sexual assault case Against you And then they don't Support you anymore And then you're
0: banned Oh How many of those Sexual uh, assault cases Have you had against you Kelly I've
3: had zero And never want
0: to have one, I had one. Um, Two or three <laughs> This is my i just had a couple I, I'm teasing Because yeah I know that's kind of A touchy thing And that's one of the things That's really crazy About what's going on With comedy It's almost like Comedy now has to be be politically correct because almost it's almost like people are now starting to look at comics as pundits. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it, and it's weird because now our pundits seem so just outlandish with their you know talk. Tucker Kyle, Car, you know, and even yeah, you know, Tucker Carlson, and even you know, on the other spectrum, uh, Andrew Cooper, who, who the fucking the guy with the, the news anchor guy, yeah, on CNN, yeah, Andrew Cooper, right? Is that it, Andrew Cooper? I think Cooper, so. Cooper, Cooper, or whatever. But it's almost like these guys are almost like the comics now because they're so outlandish and so opinionated. And it's and it's like the it's like now we expect you know comics to be politically correct and mind their p's and q's and not overstep or push the envelope, which is what comedy always was.
1: Just like riding that line, yeah, right, right or before
0: we cross crossing that line. You know what I mean? Lenny Bruce, it. You know, fucking Red Fox, that shit. You know, George Carlin. Yeah, what you, know, you got
3: I mean? to ride the line, but you also got to cross it to yeah. see where the line is, and then you also have to make people. Feel comfortable
0: if you do cross it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy, you know that that's, that's, that's kind of it's kind of flipped now. You know, politicians no need to do that. Comics need to. It's kind of a flip flop. You know, yeah. it, it's weird. It's weird.
3: You can laugh about anything. You just have to make it funny. Is
1: what they say. Yeah, mm. that's interesting.
0: That is great, man. Thank you yeah. very much for answering the phone. Man. Yeah, man. Just, I, I was <laughs> gonna
1: say because uh, we just kind of called you out of the blue. What were you doing right before this? No, I'm just. Beautiful.
0: Waiting on my food to cook Oh What are you gonna What are you gonna eat tonight? It's salad Salad You fucking, old plain salad You pussy <laughs> Fuck you Now you just lost me You know I was like I was uh, like the biggest I was like I'm Kelly's biggest fan right now Ladies and gentlemen And then he has to have A <laughs> fucking salad I thought for sure He'd be like He's in Austin He should be having like A half of a steer You know God damn it. Well, what the fuck, I, oh, you know what? Okay. I'm sorry, Kelly. I jumped on you there. You know, just the salad kinda got on me. Um I'm glad you're having a salad, eating light. You know, keep that colon cleansed. Yeah. Now <laughs> it really do doesn't make me less fun. <laughs> I, think I, I, think I, I think I lost it. I'm sorry, I was just making a joke. Okay. I'm not a comic, so I'm I'm sorry. I'm more of a just an insulter. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, sorry. I can still take a joke to tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Thank
1: you very much for talking to us tonight. Yeah, Kelly. dude, it's it. good talking to you, bud. No problem.
3: Thank you
0: very much, Kelly. That was awesome. Yeah. You know, it was nice. It was a nice little discussion because it's kind of an interesting place where he is right now. You know, and in comedy is kind of this thing. That I I was surprised at what he was when he went there about the. You know Sexual harassment stuff You know mm-hmm. It's kind of like Wow yeah, the Is politics
1: that... in it too Yeah
0: Yeah And you know And you know You think about Okay that's at the Lewis You know CK level Those you know Headliner levels Is that permeated All the way down To the guys Who are just You know Guest spotting And you know Kind of doing You know In between the MC stuff You know Yeah Is it permeated That much in a comedy Where how comics are afraid To you know Push that line yeah. Fuck with anybody <laughs> I don't know who knows, you know? Okay, well, we should probably wrap it yeah, up. We've, yeah. been, we've been over an hour. Thank you very much, Scott Walter, for uh, talking to us about your life. And thank you, Kelly, for talking about your life. Thank you, Joe Shea, for putting it all together, man. No problem, no problem, man. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Michael Lettrod, and this is We're in Dutch.
1: Yeah, follow us on Twitch, so when we go live, you can call us, chat with us, all yeah. this stuff.
0: Yeah, chat with us. Give us something to you know to talk about. Yell at us, you know. So
1: we don't have to cold call our cousins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Keep them from them, their hey, fucking salads.
3: <laughs> what are you doing?
0: Jesus cool. Christ! Salad. I'm in Austin, and I'm eating a salad, <laughs> and it's like, come on, man, go to barbecue. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm so fucking fat and cholesterol filled. <laughs> Whatever. God damn it. <laughs> See, my rut, I go back, it's like, oh, well, I've always eaten a steak. <laughs> Might yeah. as well do. Yeah. Yeah. I can't climb up a flight of stairs. That I'm going to have a steak. Was so good. <laughs> I'm going to have a steak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Um, again, yeah, give me the particulars. If you follow us on the, if you watch us when we live stream on the Twitch, comment, call us, you know. Be pick a part of the brain. show, yeah. Yeah, pick our brain. Other than that, thank you very much for, for tuning in.
1: Yeah, yeah, follow us on the Spotify, yeah. and stay in Dutch. Stay in Dutch. Thank you very much.